Yo, what is up, guys? And welcome to episode 43 of Excuse the Miamians. And I've had to redo this intro about like 10 times just because I have no idea how to say this. But I'm sorry that I have not recorded an episode in the last three days. I waited because of work and I was like, I got to do it today, but I didn't have time. And then it was too late. But you know what? We are here today and we're going to be talking about the Dolphins win over the Commanders. We're going to be talking about the Heat and we even got a little bit of Inter-Miami news. And today is December 7th. So have, I hope you had a beautiful Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday because Friday's right around the corner, right? That, I mean, I'm excited. All right. It's, it's Friday right around the corner. Finally, we get to have a little bit of a break. And obviously, first and foremost, we got to celebrate the Dolphins victory. But there's actually a bunch of Dolphins news, right? So I'm going to be talking about the game against the Washington Commanders. And then we'll be getting to the rest of it because there is a huge amount of news on Dolphins. But anyway, the Dolphins go into Washington. They had their chance to go eight and th- I mean, nine and three in the season. And remember, if, if we recall from last season, the Dolphins were eight and three. Then they went on a five game skid. And we were literally looking to even make the wild card. But this time around, things are completely different. We have to celebrate it. The Dolphins win in Washington. They're 9-3 and and they beat the Commanders 45-15. to Let me just say, Tua, Tyreek, everybody literally only played three quarters. And that is something that was super surprising because I had a free bet, right? I don't know if you guys know. But right now, it is free to gamble. I'm not free to gamble, but you can gamble now in Florida through the Hard Rock app, which is pretty wild. I mean, I didn't ever think this was going to happen. But now you can bet in Miami. So it ends up coming out a free bet. And they were like, pick whichever one you want. So I was like, Tua is easily going to go for 320. And I I didn't expect the... I expected the commanders to put more points on the board. And they didn't. So the game was pretty much a blowout at the third quarter. And Tua only threw... For 280, he threw 18 for 24 for two for 280 with two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And I was like, you know what? It's better, man. I I gotta I gotta, you know, it's good for my heart that he's healthy. And everybody else, every Dolphins fan wants him to be healthy going into the playoffs. So I'm glad that he didn't continue that game. But I feel like he could have gotten so many more yards. Same for Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill got five catches for 157 yards and two touchdowns. An amazing game for him. And I have no idea if you never saw that Randy Moss meme because it happened to him in a game where he had about three catches, had like 100 or uh, 180 or 200 yards. And there, it's just him celebrating on the sideline. But that was pretty much Tyreek on Sunday. And then we had Jalen Waddle, five catches, 52 yards. Devon Achan had a great game, three catches and 30 yards. But then him rushing. I mean, Devon Achan, 17 carries, 73 yards. And Raheem Moster, 11 carries, 43 yards. But the Dolphins pretty much single-handedly destroyed the Commanders. And if I'm going to be real with you, our defense has been impeccable, right? We've had our our defense. I mean, I didn't think that. I think the Dolphins should have beat the Chiefs that game. And ever since then, their defense has been super, super clutch. I mean, against the Chiefs, they only allowed 14 points. And and every other game has been really, really low balling. And they only allowed Sam Howell, which was at the time the best uh, the best uh, he had the most yards for for a quarterback this season and the Dolphins only held him to 127 yards in an interception so the Dolphins did an amazing job Vic Vangio the scheme is working perfectly and ever since Ramsey came back from his injury been playing amazing 
But anyway, we're going to be looking at it in the first quarter. The Dolphins were literally winning 17-0. to Tyreek Hill got a 78-yard pass from Tua. The Jason Sanders kick was perfect. Dolphins go up 7-0. Then we had another Jason Sanders field goal for 49 yards. He hasn't missed. So I hope it continues, man. And then we got Andrew Van Ginkle with a 33-yard interception return. So he ended up getting a beautiful pick six. And... If you've been listening to the podcast, I said that we're going to need Van Ginkle. We're going to need Ogba. They're both going to have to step up now since Jalen Phillips is injured. And Andrew Van Ginkle has been having himself one hell of a game. We had a Sam Howell one-yard run in the second quarter, which put the game to 17-7. And then another beautiful pass from Tua all the way to Tyreek. It was a 60-yard pass. And in the middle of the pass, you saw that Tyreek went to the left. And then he moved to the right. And he's like, man... After that touchdown, he told Tua, man, why are you throwing it like that? Don't do that again. And then if you did see hard knocks, he ended up seeing the tablet and he was like, you know what, Tua, I know why you threw it like that. It was my fault. But anyway, beautiful, beautiful, you know, movement. And he was able to adjust perfectly. I mean, Tyreek has been having one hell of a season. So Dolphins go up 24-7. Raheem Moster ends up doing a one-yard touchdown run, 31-7. The Dolphins go. And I think pretty much that was it. That was literally at the end of the second quarter. So the Dolphins are winning by... By, by a lot. I mean, this is wild. Then we we start the third quarter. Devon Achan runs a four-yard TD run, and the Dolphins go up 38-7. At that point, the Dolphins are like, listen, Tua doesn't need to play anymore. Tyreek doesn't need to play anymore. Nobody needs to play anymore. Sam Howell ends up doing a 13-yard run. Washington still losing 38-15. And in the fourth quarter, with little time left, Devon Achan runs it in with a two-yard run. Dolphins end up winning 45-15. The Dolphins had a total of 406 yards to the Washington Commanders, 245. They destroyed the passing yards with 283 to 107. And the rushing yards were slightly, the Dolphins were slightly beaten by Washington. But other than that, Dolphins played an amazing game. They improved to 9-3 on the season. And the next game of the season is going to be against the Titans on Monday Night Football. Now, what am I expecting, right? It's going to be one of those games where the Dolphins, they should win. But I just want the Dolphins to play in throwback uniforms because, my gosh, if they play on... <laughs> I have a jersey. And the jersey that I have, I mean, I have two jerseys, right? But the two one that I have is a throwback jersey. And I just hope that they play in green like they did last year when it was against the Steelers. Because the cleanest jerseys, in my opinion, in the NFL are the green Miami Dolphin throwback uniforms. So we need them. But anyway, we're going to be talking about the fact that Tyreek, he only needs 519 receiving yards to become the first player in NFL history with 2,000 yards. And he has the ability to do it. If we're talking about, you know, who should win the MVP, I'll talk about it in a little bit. But Tyreek right now could definitely do it. This morning, I woke up. And the Dolphins ended up signing tackle Austin Jackson to an extension, three yards. I mean, three yards. What am I talking about? Three years, 36 million. And one of the craziest parts is that Austin Jackson last year didn't have a great season. They put him at right tackle, protecting to his blind side. And he has been one of the best O-line in the entire NFL this year. And the Dolphins were able to sign him to an extension. So now that we got him signed, I mean, they still have to sign Van Ginkle. They're going to have to sign, you know, let me see. They got to sign Tua. They got to sign Wilkins. We got to sign Jalen Phillips. You know, so many players. And I can't even think off the top of my head, you know, so there's like two or three more players they got to sign. So I wonder how this offseason is going to go. But let's just enjoy the ride because, my gosh, it's becoming one hell of a season. 
Tua, number one in Pro Bowl voting, has 59,680 votes. And you already know, every every single Miami Dolphins fan, I think that we have to be one of the biggest franchises in football or in Twitter because I think top five easily, right? The Dolphins fans have always traveled every single place you go to. They even traveled to Washington, and that place was full of Miami Dolphins fans. So Tua, number one in the NFL, and he's even leading the second place voter by over 15,000, and it's CJ Stroud with 44,095. So literally Tua going off on the voting. I'm really, really glad. Last year he had the chance to go, and unfortunately after suffering those concussions and everything, he wasn't able to participate in the Pro Bowl, but man, oh man, I think that he will have his chance. Tyreek is fourth in voting with 39,928, and I, I mean, you already know, we got two Dolphins in the top five, first time that ever happens in a really, really long time, so I'm super happy for this Dolphins squad, and it's, like I said, the best Dolphins team I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. So then, Hard Knocks Episode 3 just came out the other day. Uh, I believe on Tuesday on HBO now, or what is it called now, Max? I don't know, too many names, but it came out, the episode was really, really good, it was mostly about Van Ginkle and how he's taking uh, the next step further, talks about him and his wife and how he's been coming up, um, you know, ever since his high school days to college and now to the NFL and how he was going to be able to step that game up now that Jalen Phillips is not there. But man, what an episode, what a story. And I got to I got to I got to say his kids have a jersey of the Florida Panthers. And man, I just think that's so cute, right? Like you're, you're here in Miami, your kids are growing up loving Miami sports and come on, bro, you know, go Panthers, right? Go Panthers. They're playing, you know, they're playing great as well. But it was a great episode. If you haven't watched it yet, go steal your friend's account because I know the same thing that Hugh Wang was the account that, that Van Ginkle was using on Max. And it was just hilarious because he's like, that's not my account, by the way. It shows it up on the screen and it says Hugh Wang. So I think there were even people on Twitter putting up pictures of it. So I think that now people are going to probably go and customize a jersey saying Hugh Wang. But anyway, who should win the MVP this season, right? There's a lot of names that are being thrown out there. You got Dak Prescott, you got Brock Purdy, you got Tua, you got Tyreek, you got Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey. There's a bunch of names, right? But if I have to say, if it was between Tua or Tyreek, I have to go with Tyreek. And I know that if T Tua wasn't healthy, and I don't think that, that Tyreek would get there. I don't know if the team would be as good because we already saw this last season. When Tua did get injured, the team just completely fell. But... I do know one thing, that Tyreek is having himself one hell of a season. And if there's one player that can finally win that wide receiver, because it's never been done where we get an MVP that's a wide receiver, I think it has to be Tyreek, right? If he reaches 2,000, I don't see how anybody in the league can say it can be something else. Like, I, it just can't. And on top of that, I do think that he is going to get Offensive Player of the Year. And I know why that award is there too, because if he doesn't end up getting MVP... He'll probably end up getting Offensive Player of the Year, but he deserves it. He really does. I mean, like I said, 2,000 yards, it's really hard to get to. And there's a bunch of speculation saying, oh, that if Tua, you know, if, you know, any quarterback can do that, if it have Tyreek. And I just feel like the connection that Tua and Tyreek have on the field, it's beautiful. I mean, it has to be great because they, they both make, make each other better. So if there's one that I got to pick, it has to go to Tyreek. So that's just my opinion. 
We're going to be moving on. We're going to be talking about the Miami Heat. The Heat beat the Raptors 112-103 to last night, and they improved to 12-9 and on the season. So one of the things that happened with the Heat is that they did not play with Bam Adebayo or Highsmith. And it's just wild because the Heat, every game this season, they've dealt with so many injuries. I mean, at the beginning of the year, they didn't look like they were clicking. Then all of a sudden, you see Hero playing great. He gets down with an injury. You see Jimmy go out a couple games. Bam has to carry the load. Now Bam is injured. So it's just in between where the Dolphins, I mean, the, the Heat are right in the middle of things. And I do think it'll get better as the season goes. But injuries are just you know, it's just not going our way. We had Jimmy Butler with 19 points, two rebounds, eight assists. Caleb Martin just playing amazing, 24 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists. And then you have Duncan Robinson, one of the best players this season in my eyes, 21 points, six rebounds, and seven assists. But the reason why I call him great is because a lot of people want him traded, right? Last season, he didn't get a lot of minutes. He got his minutes stolen from Strews, and obviously Vincent was going to get that that point guard role, and Caleb Martin was just playing lights out. So everybody's saying, you got this player. You signed him to a bunch of money. He's on the bench. What's going to happen? And Duncan Robinson this year has stepped up offensively and even defensively. And one of the things that he's also improved on is his two-point game. He's been driving into the paint more. He's been scoring one of those layups. He's been, he even put the moves on Anatakumbo. So the fact that Duncan Robinson is having a great season is one of the best stories. I mean, maybe he could, if he keeps it up, he could even win comeback player of the year because Duncan Robinson lost a bunch of minutes. Come on, he's getting him back. He's playing at a great level. And when another player that deserves a lot of flowers is Jaime Hawkins Jr., 15 points, two assists. But if you saw him in the games back-to-back against the Pacers, he had a hell of a game. Okay, two of them. So it wasn't just one, it was two. But the, at least the Heat win, they're 12-9 and nine in the season. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, I think that they interviewed him, and he says that the team is at a mediocre level. But I did tell you guys, Jimmy has been out with injuries. You've had Hero out with injuries and bam. So I know that the Heat are in the middle of the pact. And I know that there's a bunch of places saying that the Heat are looking like a playing team. But remember, a bunch of injuries are dealing, you know, and there's still a bunch of the season left to go. I think this is the first quarter of the season. So if the Heat are able to go on a little bit of a run, win about like six games in a row or so, we'll be up there with everybody else. So I do think that with the way that the Heat schedule is going, Miami will have enough games to win and just continue. I mean, they're going to play against the Cavs, the Hornets, and the Hornets again, the Bulls. And if you're looking at those five games, those are very winnable games. Then they have to play the number one team in the NBA this season, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then they have to play the Magic, which are surprisingly super, super hot. And then they have to play the Hawks and the 76ers. At the time being, I do think that the Heat do have enough to at least make it back into the playoffs. And I do think this roster is a lot better than it was last season. I know I might sound crazy for saying that, but the Max Struess, you know, sometimes he had his his good games, his bad games. It wasn't very consistent. And I love Max Struess as a player. I wish we still had him. But one of the things that also did hold us back defensively was Gabe Vincent. I mean, he hasn't been playing great with the Lakers. And, you know, the Dolphins, I mean, the Marlins, I mean... What am I talking about? The Heat ended up taking a gamble on somebody else. Kyle Lowry has been having a great season. I know that he hasn't been putting up a lot of shots in the last two or three games, but he's been playing good. And if he continues that level, the Miami Heat, nobody's going to want to face him in the playoffs. So 
I just think that the way that the Heat are playing now, they're at a good pace. Let's keep it up. And last but not least, we got Inter-Miami CF news. Now, I know what you're going to tell me. Off-season, whatnot. But the talks have finally begun. And the, 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 the Inter-Miami are in talks to get Luis Suarez. And it's going to be for one year. They're saying that the deal is going to be similar to Sergio Busquets, which is not bad. But imagine that. You got Luis Suarez finally reuniting with Leo Messi. And I know that they're getting older, but if they can bring some of that, you know, some of that things that they were that they were playing at the high level in Barcelona, I think Inter Miami is the clear favorite to win the MLS Cup. I mean, come on now. You got Messi there. You got a bunch of great players. So Inter Miami is going to have a full season with Messi and they're just going to look like a different team next year. And last but not least, Messi has been named the Time Magazine 2023 athlete of the year but my favorite part about the about the magazine is that Messi is in the front cover of it so i mean come on man anything that represents miami is always a beautiful thing and even into miami they now have a brand new you know sponsorship on their jersey and it's going to be royal caribbean so i gotta get myself a jersey i have yet to get one i know christmas is around the corner it's on my wish list i'm hoping that somebody can hit me up in the family and be like yo what size are you but come on man but anyway, Dolphins are playing on Monday Night Football. There's going to be two games going on. So make sure you're watching the good one, which is the Dolphins. And Thursday Night Football's today. I just wonder how it's going to go because usually Thursday Night Football games are pretty bad. And it doesn't look like a promising one. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode of Excuse the Miamians. And if you guys can, please follow the Twitter. I do appreciate if you do. It's at Love Miami Sports or just look up Excuse the Miamians and you'll see me there. I'm literally posted up with the blue and orange pants. And I do have to get one. I do want to go to a Dolphins game this year. But man, they're going to be so expensive, right? I mean, they're playing on Monday Night Football. Then they got to play the Jets. Then they got to play the Cowboys. And they finish the season against the Bills. All those opponents, it's all going to be expensive. And especially this weekend because it's Monday Night Football. But man, I just, I got to get a jersey. I got to get a picture with me and my Tua jersey, right? I got to change it up. But please, if you guys do, please follow it. Really do appreciate it. And follow the TikTok because I will try to post up as soon as I can. But anyway, have a beautiful Thursday. The weekend's right around the corner. And I should be recording an episode after this one, which is my NFL week. Uh, I think it's we're on, what, what week are we? We're on week 14, right? Our predictions and pickums. Anyway, enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening and follow the podcast. We got 38. Let's try to get to 40 by the end of the month. And then, yeah, thank you guys for everything. Have a good one.